0: Hey y'all. Before we get into this interview with the wonderful ladies of Ocon, I just wanted to give a heads up that this episode was recorded back in October of 2020. Uh, it's actually January 10th, 2021, as I'm recording this. So, uh, a lot, the world has changed quite a bit. The U.S. election hadn't uh, wrapped up at that point, and uh, we hadn't gone through the terrorist attacks at the U.S. Capitol. So, building. so, yeah, I think the conversation might have gone a bit differently because um, the, the U.S. is mentioned a little bit here and there. So, just giving you a heads up. I also want to say, you know, a quick uh, recipes to MF Doom. Uh, for those who aren't aware, this was a rapper-producer that uh, was super influential to me anyway as far as, like, changing how I saw the art of rap and hip-hop production and a huge loss to the creative community in my opinion but so much like doom to basically pass away without anyone knowing uh, and then finding out that he actually passed away on halloween in the year where everyone wore a mask when he wore a mask all the time just because that's what the supervillain does? Recipes to doom. Anyway, this is a great interview coming up, and I, I really think I was just love. I loved the conversation that we got into about race and culture, and what it means to be Afro-Cuban. And I learned a lot, so I think you'll enjoy this one. And uh, peace. What a artist. My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. Welcome to Art Pays Me. Today we have Okan, but please forgive me if I'm rep- I'm not pronouncing that correctly because I think I'm going to make a lot of pronunciation that was mistakes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, what are your names?
1: My name is Elizabeth Rodriguez, okay. and uh, yeah. Magdalis
2: Savigne.
0: Magdalis Savigne. Okay, yeah. cool. And um, so, what is it exactly that you do?
1: Uh, we play Afro-Cuban music uh, and mixed with jazz and different genres and all kinds of things.
0: <laughs> okay. And um, so you both grew up in Cuba?
1: Yes.
0: All right. And, Born where, and, are you ba- Born and where, where are you based? raised? Where are you based now?
1: We're based now in Toronto.
0: Okay. So- We're free
1: Cubans. <laughs> free Cubans.
0: <laughs> how, uh, how did that move uh, come about?
1: Uh, I came because I was playing with uh, the Broad Music Festival, which is a festival of classical music in Hamilton uh,
2: um, in 2013. And then, of course, I didn't go back. Yeah, I came in 2014 playing with a band, uh, touring Canada and the States. And then the last destination was Toronto, (laughs) was Canada. And I never looked back. Okay. That's it. I haven't been back since.
0: So, what does Okan mean, actually?
1: Okan means heart in our Afro-Cuban dialect. We have a very strong heritage of uh, African culture from our ancestors, and in Cuba, a lot of people practice their religion uh, from areas from like Nigeria and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's incredible how. The we preserved the culture and the and the religion that was not preserved in Nigeria, and actually the Nigerians now go to Cuba to find out um, about that because they lost it. They're all super Catholic, um, so we we preserve that just like the Afro Colombians and Afro Brazilians, um, and we are kind of like honoring that. Um, part of our ancestry we also in music we use the spanish side as well in our music um and that's basically that's just yeah
0: i i okay so you're blowing my mind i i feel like i'm super ignorant and i'm usually not that ignorant but i didn't even clue in that there's like an african um cuban dialect out there like that's that's why like so it's um do you ever, I know you said you focus on the Spanish side of your songs, but do you ever put out like full songs in that dialogue?
1: Uh Well, yeah, because there are chants that we, that we use and you can find one on our first album that was nominated for Juno, Sombras. The That first chant is from our religion that we use it to call upon our ancestors for protection and guidance. Before you start an actual religious ceremony, mm-hmm. you sing that chant. Uh, we unfortunately don't know exactly the meaning of each word because the slaves did not have time to write down things. So. Yeah. Um, but we do have the meaning behind each chant. You know, like the the fable behind it. Um, so we know that one. It's about that, and and the one. In this album belongs to another area of the religion called Arara. Mm -hmm. And
2: it's actually even less known, even in Cuba. Um, It's a nasal tongue that has been dead for years, you know, the RRI land. And uh, it was preserved somehow, but still uh, the the true meaning of the lyrics cannot be found. So that's why it it was transmitted orally and whenever they could uh, transmit it to the new generations So that's why we pay tribute to that in both of our cities. And we'll Mm -hmm. continue to do so because that's part of our heritage. Mm -hmm. And for us, that's very important.
0: Got you. Got you. So um, I want to take it back to Cuba a little bit. You mentioned your free Cubans. It was hard Mm -hmm. to tell. Was that a little bit of a joke or was that like serious?
2: No, it's serious. It's serious. There is a
1: dictatorship in Cuba going on at this very minute.
0: Right, right. But, like, okay, so how do you feel about... Remember them talking about the U.S. opening up to Cuba and all that kind of stuff? And how, do you feel um, about that?
1: how how would you feel if Canada does not do business with the U.S.? It wouldn't be a prosper country.
0: Right, right.
1: So it's the same thing. We deserve to prosper as well and, and do negotiations like any other country does.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I do not applaud the way that the united states goes into countries like for example puerto rico that they have a colony it is not that where where i'm pursuing uh but it is important because a lot of people you know get super oh but we don't want the united states there i'm like guess what you have it here and you haven't said anything
2: they're mm-hmm. everywhere. You do
1: business and with it. It's powerful, you know. A so why yeah. not to do business with a powerful country? Then everybody prospers. So mm-hmm. that is what we want for Cuba, to be free, to be open, to be able to, to be a, a normal country, mm-hmm. um, if that exists. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, it is not fair that a lot of people go down there like, oh, but I love the old cars. Guess what? You have a new car when you go back home. So we also want the new cars. We There's not it. a
2: choice that we have the classics and uh, it, it is because those were the ones that stay there mm-hmm. in 59 when the revolution triumphed and the uh, time stopped and the time stopped so some people got those cars and that was it yeah so it's not a like a cool country where all classic cars you know <laughs> it's yeah. actually really bad for the environment to right. have those cars nowadays right and uh so it, it's really sad like what's happening there uh, mm-hmm. uh especially now uh but well we're we're trying to educate people more and more about cuba nowadays and uh We'll continue to do so as well.
1: We want to free Cuba, but not to the cost of, um, because it's important to clarify that we're not on the side of the Cubans from Miami that support Trump. No. (laughs) That is not how far we are, but it's also fair to explain that those people support Trump because- their heritage is that they lost everything when the revolution came, that literally the government took absolutely everything from them. And they had businesses and there were prosperous people and, and everybody Family was businesses. successful. Yeah. And then they, that government took everything from them. So they have their reasons yeah. to be far right. And we do not support that far right. We're kind of like Cubans in the middle. We do not support that communism, mm-hmm. but we do not support super far right.
2: Yeah, but we gotcha. do know that a change in Cuba is imminent. Like we need that change down there and the government needs to change in order to make that country prosperous and uh, to negotiate with other countries in the world. The government needs to change. The system down there needs to change so the people can prosper. Otherwise we're stuck in time again. You know? Right,
0: right. Yeah, I, that's interesting. I I grew up in Bermuda, that's where I'm, I'm from. So we kinda we're a British colony, but that US influence is so important of who we are like today, yeah. like there's American dollars spent there because the majority of the business comes from the US. So in a lot of ways, when the US prospered, we prospered at the same time. So yeah. it's like and but now we're we're kinda at this this crossroads of do we cut ties with Britain what like what do we do that like those, those sort of things
1: I honestly don't understand how come there are still colonies Colonies. I, 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 <laughs> I, I am like what is happening? I remember yeah. the first time we it shocked me like for real was we were in France and we were in Paris and they were doing the the forecast and the news and then they were adding the forecast of all of their colonies as well. And I was like, oh, this is a thing.
0: Still a thing. You know,
1: and it really shocked me, even though it was very simple, the forecast. And I was like, oh, yeah. you literally can just show up <laughs> that you own other countries. Yeah. twenty. That was 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. <laughs> it's powerful. It is
0: powerful. Yeah. 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 And, you know, like, it's, and that's the other thing that's fascinating with us, we lost that connection to Africa that you and Cuba seem to have preserved, so that's, that's also very interesting. Don't um, get
2: me wrong, they tried to erase it too. Uh, the Spanish tried, and even the revolution tried, but our Africans are stronger <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I also I also
1: believe I also believe that yeah. as colonizers, the Spanish were the softer ones. Yeah, uh, you right. know yeah. like French were was really hard and um and English the English were hard was too. really really yeah. hard. So they they did worse things to right. their people. So that's how they forgot everything faster.
0: Right. Right. You know, right. Spanish
1: were very relaxed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you definitely definitely um so what kind of child like I haven't interviewed two people at the same time and so I'm used to asking this as a one person question but like what kind of child were each of you individually
1: a child? child yeah
0: like yeah how how were you as children
1: um I was actually a pretty good kid but um the music school took a lot of time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and effort and I did not get to. Enjoy- Neither of us got to enjoy that childhood of you know playing outside mm-hmm. and doing so many things because we were practicing and doing activities mm-hmm. and going out and performing and working uh, since we were very, very little. So my childhood has a lot of nice memories yeah. during summer times and uh, playing and doing things, a lot of fun things. But uh, I do remember how, and that's also why I'm like that now
2: working very hard since I can remember. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah, same. Uh, Very, I mean, it was fun uh, to to an extent because we really love what we do. Um, So playing music was great, but it wasn't fun until our teenage uh, years when we understood what we were doing. But we started so little, like seven, six years old, it it, we were so little to understand and it wasn't fun at all like you you weren't playing with the other kids in the neighborhood you weren't you know doing the regular kid stuff you were practicing uh, every day (laughs) for hours and and keeping up with two different schools like the regular school and and the music school so it it is a very strict system uh russian system (laughs) of education so we Yeah, it wasn't fun. Piece of cake, but yeah, we survived. (laughs) Right,
0: right. Yeah, I'm so torn. I have my kids. They were in piano for a bit, and it was daily practice. And now my older, my youngest is in dance, and it's like she's got to practice all the time. And uh, it's like (laughs) you feel you find yourself in this struggle as a parent. Like, how much do I get them to work on this stuff? Because I see the potential. and then I, I see have other to kids.
1: the the, yeah. the counsel that we get is no one that has been great or good at successful at what they do didn't have a parent that, you know, or someone that pushed you. As you a kid, someone. you do not know how much you need to do this, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't, right. how much effort you need to put into it. So parents are responsible. As long as their mental health is being taken in place as well, right you know, like um, asking that kid, how are you doing or supporting them emotionally? Yeah. um, Which is something that we could have, you know, we could have used growing up. <laughs> and a support. I they I yeah, did send me to a psychologist at, at 11 because my I,
2: I just couldn't take the pressure of my violin teacher. It was anymore. a lot of pressure, but um it's but appreciated. Once you grow up, you appreciate all the sacrifice that you made, yeah. you know, like, she you, then you have to burn those hours, you know, like, you have to do it. If you want to be good at something, it, it, it only applies to music, it applies to everything in life. Mm-hmm. You have to do your hours you you need to burn those days and age you know you have to otherwise you you're nothing you you won't be as good as mm. you you were supposed to be you know so
1: don't worry i'm pretty sure you're gonna be you're not as hard as my grandma she <laughs> will well, be up. hard she will wake me up at 5 a.m to practice
2: yeah
0: oh really wow okay yeah
1: because somebody another parent I didn't know that happened one day I hated it uh, a parent <laughs> told my grandma oh I make my my daughter wake up at 5 a.m because I read that when they do something first thing in the morning that's the first thing that they get into their brains and it's you know that's when they really absorb the knowledge yeah. my grandmother um, started no. waking me up at 5 a.m I was not um, so mad
0: no so basically, I see how great you are as musicians. That didn't happen by accident. That's no.
2: <laughs> so we appreciate it now, but you know it wasn't a picnic back then. Right.
0: No. <laughs> right. 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 Cool. Uh, so, do you? I was going to ask you what you love most about being a musician, but like, how much of it is you feeling like you naturally gravitated towards music? Uh, versus it being brought to you both
1: of our cases we actually naturally went into music and our parents um helped us pursue Mm. the dream but it was the two of us who wanted to um be musicians first Mm. and then um our parents supported us
0: Right.
1: Our mothers. Our mothers. Still.
0: Our mothers specifically. Yeah. Mothers. Yeah. And and um so I take it you both knew each other in Cuba as
1: I knew about her because she's one of the few female percussionists in Cuba. And she was, you know, this kind of famous girl. And she's also a couple a couple of years older than me. So we did Older, yes, famous now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, both of us went to uh, the same university, but different years, and uh, she finished it with honors and everything and I didn't i came back I came here
0: mm-hmm. okay, okay and
2: yeah, we met here in Toronto uh,
0: it's it's that's crazy how that happens you have to i know write. I know go somewhere
2: else same school uh, we were in the same city you know and then we look the same with pictures are little
1: when we were little little, oh my god it's so crazy (laughs) uh and then we met here uh playing with another band and ever since the day we met we started talking every single day and uh, well now we're married actually sure
0: (laughs) i didn't know that i didn't yeah Mine is blown. No, I, didn't know I don't that.
1: think a lot of people
2: know that. Right?
1: <laughs> well, a few people guessed it, especially like in, during the concert. Oh, during the concert. Too. But like this, a lot of people are, they're not sure. They're
0: like, I uh-huh.
1: don't know. But we're actually married.
0: Yeah. Well, when did you get married? Three
1: years ago? Three? Three. Three, three years three ago. ago. <laughs> so,
0: that's still early enough to say congratulations. No,
1: four, your... yeah. four. Four? I think it's four. four. Yeah. We started four. dating in 2016
0: wow okay so like that that adds a whole other dimension to it then Uh-oh. so <laughs> now you've got like personal and professional relationship how does that like impact your relationship knowing that you're like both pursuing the similar thing is it like weird sometimes or is it just normal
1: super normal super natural we uh-huh. write music together very easily um we because we've been working since we were little so much,
0: mm-hmm. we have
1: this uh, mindset when we're working that we're working has nothing mm. to do with personal. Uh, we mm-hmm. we don't fight about things, and if we do, it's like professionally, Professional. and yep. we leave it there. Like we don't take that to our relationship.
0: Right. So it's not like so, yeah, I disagree with you on that arrangement or whatever, and then you're still mad like later.
2: No. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Yeah, no, it's professional. No one gets mad, um, like criticizing or anything, you know, rehearsals or, I don't know, nothing. you are usually the one that criticizes, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. don't. Well, whatever. When I'm working, I'm working. It has nothing to do with the relationship. And I'm glad that we will still keep that going because it, it could be really hard, actually, to work with your partner. Yeah, we just can't get divorced.
0: Right. 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 <laughs>
2: right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So since y'all live together, do you have like daily gym sessions or is it more scheduled? No,
2: something? it doesn't happen that way. I <laughs> okay. wish we had more time to do that. Yeah. You know, we have to deal with so many stuff. Like, I mean, we still have to work. We the struggles of being we a musician in, in a very yeah. expensive city. I
1: teach a lot. That would have been amazing. I did a lot, but we do we do yeah, sometimes. sometimes yeah. We used to do it a lot more. Um, we had less work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had less work, uh, but now it is a little bit difficult for us to sit down. And the way it works is um, we also have different times. And like I write at night, very late, oh. and Max at that time is completely gone. So he shows to- me the next morning. <laughs> or I wake her up in the middle of the night. I just wake her up at 1 a.m. or 2 when I, I just. She's
2: like, something.
0: why are you waking me up?
2: Exactly. And then I have to listen, like really groggy. Yeah, I have to listen to what she just did and say something. And I can't because it's very late. <laughs> uh, or early in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> anyway.
0: Oh, no, no. It
2: works. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's no support at
0: night. No, uh, that's yeah. I'm kind of. I've I've switched. I go back to like making art at late at night. Sometimes I like it in the morning. I I jump all over the place. Um. So what is something your influences? Did you have uh, Afro-Cuban musicians that you were like, that is who I strive to be like? Like having like le-
1: you know, like um, an image as an Afro-Cuban artist? Afro-Cuban artist, no. Not really.
2: Not really. There are many, many Cuban artists that are amazing. And one day I would love to write songs like them, <laughs> you know, Pancho Cepes, uh, Benny More. we got, I don't know, Maria Teresa Vera, like fantastic composers. Yeah, why not? But Afro-Cuban like self, uh, Proclaimed Afro-Cuban? No, not really. No, because we had a lot of
1: classical music. A to lot of, yeah. We we actually started. Max appreciated the Afro-Cuban music from Cuba a lot mm. more, of course, because she's a percussionist. Mm. But I was actually playing classical music, and I was literally forced to move into the Cuban music scene and. Yeah, All of that led to what I do now. Oh. But because I, as an immigrant, people expected me not to play classical music. So that's a whole different conversation about immigration.
0: Uh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: it turned out well, and I'm really, really yeah. happy. Really, it's really, really playing happy. Your thing. <laughs> right. That so, it was something meant to be. Yeah. yeah. Meant to
0: so tell me about your, um, your single mercedes uh, is it from a genre called pilon? Is that what I pronounce it? Right? That's
2: right. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk about it? Um, it says- yeah, pilon, it's a genre from Cuba uh, from the 50s and 60s. Uh, it, it was very, very popular. We're just trying to, I mean, we really love the the genre. It's very fun to dance. It came from the dance Uh, steps, like every single genre and Cuba. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything, dance and music are really connected. Mm -hmm. Um, It it was supposed to mimic the movement of the women grinding coffee, like from back in the day. Right. Um, So that's why the movement is like that, and sounds like, dun, 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 dun," because it's up. I don't know. Who came up with that idea? (laughs) But it worked. And and actually, the genre was also used to um, denounce like, I don't know, again, like art and music yeah. that's been done in history, uh, the problems of the society, you know, um, uh, in this case, the Cuban struggle with finding food and all mm-hmm. that. So that's what we talk about in this song. It's like a woman who actually struggles to find food to feed, to feed her family, and uh, she uses um, we use double entenders. Yeah, we use double entenders <laughs> yeah. uh, to say that. And we use humor to do so. So it's not, uh, I mean, it's a serious song, but in a fun way. Mm-hmm. That's the way, uh, that's the Cuban way of denouncing the problems. You use humor, you laugh about it and you have fun, but still you it's in your conscience that the problem is real. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we invited for this song to uh, Talmari, Lario Duran, uh, Alexis Baro, Pat Blanchard uh, Blanchard, um, to this uh, song. And Talmari is a rapper, actually. We did that too. She's a fantastic Cuban rapper. You can say
1: more. Yeah, no, it was important to us to um, have her in the album because in Cuba, not a lot of women uh, do, you know, hip hop. (laughs) and um she's been around for for a long time, and it's always been a dream of ours to to work with her mm-hmm. so that was really that was really good and One of our missions in in Wuhan is to support other women in the business yeah. uh, in different areas um, like the photographer is a you know a female we are our entire team uh, designer. management, designer um agent clothing designer now our publicist wow so um, yeah a lot of we have a lot of women in the team
0: okay love it love it um and you came from another group that was grammy nominated apparently as well mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, i was jane Bunnett. is am i pronouncing that jane Bunnett and makake
1: it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Bonnet, is it? Yeah Jim Bunet.
0: Yes. Jean Jean Bonnet. Bonnet. Okay. So what made you wanna like break out on your own and be like, yo, we're just gonna be Vokan. Uh
1: that that same force of being free that comes from from Cuba. You know, like ah. uh it's it's a continuous journey of um being free and doing what we love. Sometimes as musicians you can play in different um projects for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's what we actually did for a long time. I still uh, collaborate with other artists, um, and other bands in, in the city. Well, yeah. we used to perform.
2: Yeah.
1: But um, in that that band, we did not have the, the ability to do our thing mm-hmm. uh, at this scale. So we decided to um, stop that and pursue our dreams and play Afro-Cuban music promoted by Afro-Cubans.
0: Hmm. Gotcha. I feel you. Feel you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, I, I was actually gonna ask too. Um, how's COVID? Like you mentioned the performing thing. How's COVID impacting U.S. musicians?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that you have to perform in front of a phone and just like
0: uh, smile
1: <laughs> just give it all phone phone. to a phone it is really, really hard and not getting any claps after. Uh, that, that's that's the spiritual are. part. <laughs> the spiritual part, yeah, because, yeah. you know, and we also, so frustrating that we, we've we been working so hard for the last three years. We did our first tour last last year, mm-hmm. and then this was supposed to be our second tour. Back in February, we already had 23 dates confirmed for the summer. So that was back in February. Uh, we were aiming for like maybe 40 and um that didn't happen but it also turned out to be uh an interesting experience and now we learn max Bought every single cable
2: and microphone that exists. <laughs> and we can. Uh, well, thanks to that, we could do the live streaming, you know, with a little bit of, you know, and, better quality. Yeah. And uh, we learn that. Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah, for sure. We used this time to uh, improve our sound engineering skills. <laughs> I don't want to say engineer because the, I respect the sound engineers. But, you know, we had to learn uh, more and more about these things. And. Uh it, it has impacted all of us, you know, everybody, every single business and by artists the most, I must say, because we never started again. Like even when the wave went down and a lot of businesses started, we didn't. Mm. We are here, still struggling, uh, waiting for the goodwill, of the government, like making laws to um, keep us at home safe, but we're still not working mm-hmm. and and not be called lazy because we don't want to do anything else. This is our job and it's serious to us. Yeah. And it's very important job, even if you are underappreciated sometimes, you know, artists tend to be and underappreciated. Done... But, and we've done a lot of things like this month. Uh, But not enough, not even, not even. And and the pay is not enough. And, you know, we still have the same bills. Bills didn't come down. Rent went up. (laughs) You know, we live in in, in a fantastic country, fantastic city. But still, um, the mindset is not set for uh, regular people. Right. And it's very sad sometimes. Or self-employed. Or self-employed.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're always
2: last. <laughs> yeah. But you know, surviving, like we survived in Cuba. Um, that's we what we say every here. day. If we survive communism, we can survive this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Big it's time. hard. Uh, it's not it's not easy, but we don't give up easily.
0: So. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. Uh it's in Ontario's kind of getting hit a little hard right now too so yeah hey, yeah anyway hopefully things will turn around um did you yeah, we're
2: waiting <laughs>
0: yeah uh, it's it's wild and like we're we're bracing we've been where our cases are pretty low over here in nova scotia but um we're bracing for it to change as,
1: uh, i know we've been thinking of going to nova scotia <laughs> <laughs>
0: Careful. People get mad when you say that. <laughs> like, really? They're, yeah, they're like, don't crack our, don't bust our Atlantic bubble. Like,
1: <laughs> No, no, it's because we miss the ocean. And I know. It, you know, We're it's ocean so,
2: people, and you well, guys have the ocean there. And Vancouver
1: yeah. is way too expensive, yeah. so we cannot afford to go to no.
2: the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. easier, East people.
0: <laughs> I, I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. Uh, yeah, me. I'm, I miss the I miss the ocean too. Actually, I I miss home a little bit. Actually, uh, speaking of that, which I can't travel to at this point. Um, did you Did you find it hard to um, find your niche in music in Canada? I Ooh. mean, uh, You mentioned wanted to play classical music. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat>
1: One thing led to another after being in Makeke and uh, being seen in a, in a group of women um, playing Afro-Cuban music. Uh, Fortunately, we had the opportunities to to perform in one of the most prestigious jazz festivals in North America. Um, That helped us. Uh, And it was a good precedent to create Okan, you know, so people were already, uh, they saw us playing that kind of music, even though we don't play only jazz and that that band was a little bit more into the jazz Mm -hmm. side. We play more Cuban roots uh, and it's a little bit more Cuban, (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Uh, the style. So, but that helped us. Being there before and and then DC, doing this yeah. was kind of like,
2: oh okay, we, we had the a little bit more opportunities, yeah, we had the visibility. we, mm-hmm. we were lucky uh, finding our scene in Toronto and playing with other communities like in my case when I since I arrived here, I played with a lot of people, not only Cuban, but I, actually the Cubans I, I wasn't playing with the Cubans that much. Um, it was mostly Brazilian community, Turkish, uh, Jewish. Um, that was the, those were the communities that I was playing with. And, um, and then at the end, the Cuban community. And that gave me visibility also in the city. And it helped me actually mm-hmm. to create a name and uh, more opportunities of playing. So when I created my own band, uh, when we did this, We were already known, which is, it made it easier.
1: And in the album, you can see that the influences of all these other cultures and and the album is out now. And a lot of people are like uh, telling us about these other tunes that not necessarily uh, go with what they heard before. Mm. Um, And everybody's very intrigued.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. That's that's one of the dope things about a city like Toronto, too, is like. So culturally diverse. You find everybody over there. And from is, everywhere. You
2: know, everybody, everybody. from everywhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's really
1: good. It's been really good for Okan because actually our audience is completely, just like Toronto. You go to a concert of O'Conn and you see
2: people from yeah. all over. Right. And we love it. We want to keep it that way. It's great. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> yes. So um, other like more stuff about the album like so it's it's a di- pretty diverse from your like all of your influences as well but like still digging into those afro cuban roots uh is there like a takeaway you Got it. What the heck sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> Siri thought i was talking to it yeah. she <laughs> keeps popping up in my <laughs> computer
2: all the time crazy.
0: like i don't deactivate. know. That's so weird. Um, anyway, I'll take that back. So, uh, is there anything in particular, like an overall theme that you want people to take away from the, the latest album? Is it pronounced Espiral? No.
2: That's right.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> I want I want people to see how colorful we are and uh, all the different layers that we're made of. Mm and the different flavors that we have to offer uh, because we're a product of all of that met- melting pot, the, our roots, our tradition, our music, and then as immigrants and all the things that we experience here, the new language that we incorporate to, to our music and compositions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I want people to, to open their minds and their ears
2: to our music yeah embrace something that is not in english <laughs> uh-huh. you know and uh still uh, have fun with it and mm-hmm. dance if they want to without being asked <laughs> and you know uh acknowledge that there is more to canada now you know it's not like you used to be now, there are way more people here, and communities are growing, and not all of them are English communities, you know, English-based communities. So we we have so many Latinos now here in Toronto, not only Toronto, like all over Canada, and people from Asia and you know South America. We have so many people now, and uh, there is more to Canada than just the English same English community, you know? And that'd be nice if people could
0: embrace that, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's 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 dope. Um, is there anything you would give an artist as advice? Like what would sorry what, what advice would you give to an artist? I'm speaking all crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm.
1: well, <laughs> The first one is to not give up. If you believe that what you have to offer um, can has a message, or or um, if you believe in it, if somebody else believes in it, it's even better. Because sometimes some people believe in things and they're not that good. Um. So yeah, no. Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. And Canada has to. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know, I, no, I that's, that's something I think about all the time cuz sometimes we do say that don't give up thing but sometimes you just you just think sometimes,
1: sometimes you have to, to. <laughs> Sometimes you're not good at it. And honestly and in, it's okay. ca- in Canada it's, okay. it's really hard to you know to say this to people like I can yeah. see people that are famous and they're actually not that great. Yeah. and 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 that happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh but I would say that, you know, if if you believe in it and somebody else believes in it and, and you're getting, you know, feedback, positive feedback, mm-hmm. not to give up because it will be bumpy, a bumpy road for sure. Um, it is it is a society that is not designed for artists like mm-hmm. we mentioned before. So it makes it harder. But um it's so rewarding, in our cases, that we work so hard our entire lives to be artists. Yeah. That then not doing it, it's when when you are. We both have experienced the moment of not doing uh, what we love at some point. You know. Yeah. Working, doing something else, and it literally just kills something inside. kills your soul. Uh, so whoever has that will and that energy and that mission in life, just keep doing it. Keep doing
2: it. Yeah, it's a, as she said, a bumpy road. It's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it's yeah. not rewarding sometimes, you know, it's not respected. But if you like it enough, if you want it enough, just keep doing it, you know, and never give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah stay positive as much as you can and take reverse as uh adversity take adversity as uh lessons as lessons exactly Mm -hmm. rebirth you know do it again do something else uh try it differently different approach Uh, Mm -hmm. don't take it too personally or don't die (laughs) over that you know it's a Just take it as a lesson and move on. Move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, good points. Good points. You know what? I have another question that just popped into my head. Are there any mis... Like, we talked about the Cuba thing a little bit, but, like, is there anything that you want to say about Cuba that often gets misrepresented that you want to clear up? I
1: think we already mentioned it. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's so many things. Um, but answering specifically to that question, saying things that get misrepresented in, from the Cuban culture, a lot of people say, talk about things about Cubans, like, oh, they take advantage of us. They took they advantage of this Canadian or this whatever um, foreigner and Cubans are mis. mis- Chief, like what's the word? Ms. Chivas. Ms. Chivas. and uh, um, and it's not like that because we're actually down there, and people from other countries go there. Yeah, it's not always to like to, you know, like um, very cheap. Um, can I say the word no, sex uh, no, encounters Yeah, sex yeah. <laughs> no, no, because things like that happen. Mm-hmm. It, it is true. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, but she did this and she or she, or he stole money from me. Guess what? You went down there to do those things because you cannot do that up here. Mm-hmm. So who's a bad person?
2: Yeah.
1: You know, um, that is a very big misunderstanding out there in the in the Cuban culture from the Cuban culture we are very hard working people that have suffered a yes. lot mm-hmm. over 60 years more than 60 years and we we need support but the most important thing that Canada what we can do is with the Canadian um people is that like Canada needs to inform themselves about what really goes on there because a lot of people go down there for, you know, for tour resorts, it's beautiful, amazing. And, oh, but the Cuban people are so happy. They look so happy. Well, we, we don't look happy <laughs> because there is a sun and an island and it looks beautiful and whatever. And, and the sun, it's it makes you happy. <laughs> but yep. that doesn't mean that we actually are. We are this culture. We have culturally inherited that music and expressing ourselves in a joyful way. But a lot of the time, Most of the time, we're hiding Mm. things because we actually Mm -hmm. cannot even say what is wrong in the country because you will go to jail, right? So, we have developed this ability of just showing put up a face
2: and put up a face, but things are really, really bad. So, Mm -hmm. So that's one thing, uh, educating educating people. uh, The other two things that come to my mind, like being uh, misrepresentation, is the utopia for education and healthcare,
0: uh-huh.
2: free. Uh, that nothing is what it seems, nothing is what they tell to the press, like international press. And the other one is uh, the beautiful, every time I see a bus or a streetcar here in Toronto with images of Cuban beaches and come like as a utopia for tourism, that makes my blood burn and boil. Because that's not our Cuba. That is not our Cuba. That we don't even have access to that Cuba.
0: As locals, in you Cuba, don't have access. As locals, to that. we yeah.
2: don't. And it, it really hurts. It's really moving. Every time I see a bus with us in Cuba, like a destination for a vacation, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like, uh, let's say, Dominican Republic. Everybody knows it's a poor country in, uh, in the Caribbean. But, you know, you talk to the people there and they are so happy to mm-hmm. be there. You know, they're like,
0: yeah, I know. Oh, whoever wants to leave, have, they
2: leave. I know, whoever wants to leave, lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and they say, oh, I'm really happy actually here. I go to, you know, I visit Canada, I visit Europe and I
1: come back or to my house. Or if you know, they have, like they just did, I had exactly. a problem with their government, they went on the street they you know they have that access that possibility which is not something that yeah. Cubans can do um yeah. Yeah. or have done it is very very complicated um but yeah
2: those, those are, are the three things wow. <laughs> misrepresentation totally
0: yeah thank you thank you for that I've, I've never been to Cuba myself but I seeing no. like what the stuff you (laughs) the stuff you're telling me is like what everyone pretty much tells me about cuba so it's like yeah
1: because it's honestly whatever um, money you put into that country goes straight to the government government. Um, so you're supporting none of our families see that you're supporting the details. they talk
2: about the embargo thing for the like from the u.s and like all these years of embargo and all that trust me the embargo only hurts the government not the people my mom doesn't see a penny from the charters being stopped by Trump, you see, or the jets where they fly to Miami to get their shopping done and go back to Cuba to their mansions. None of our families see those In Cuba, dollars. There see? is no
1: vegetables right now. No. And that has nothing to do oh. with the embargo because you can you can, you can grow, grow it yourself Island. and they just don't let people grow. It's
2: complicated. Yeah. Unless it's for them. So they they can come back to you saying like, yeah, but we encourage people to grow things to help the country. Yeah, but then you want them to work for you. And you want them to sell the product to you only for nothing. For nothing almost. Mm-hmm. You see, that's not that's not the way it works. Uh, here it doesn't work that way. Here you have the farmers, they sell to the government or they sell to people. They have right. the freedom to sell the product. It's right. not a mandatory thing, you see. Yeah. So you know we could be here for months. Uh, we could make a book. Out but of thank this. you so much. <laughs> but for, thank you for asking. For asking. Yeah. Yeah. Not
0: everybody asked this. No, thank thank you for sharing it because it's. I think it's important to share that Anytime. message. <laughs> you know, like I, I just appreciate everything you stand for, from like uh, pr- promoting Afro-Cubanism to like promoting Cuba and and women and everything, and uh, just. I appreciate what you stand for. So thank you for for coming on the show. Thank Thank you you
2: for having us.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else you want to promote or something like that?
1: Uh, We have Friday, October 16th. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but Friday, October 16th, uh, Mm -hmm. we have our um, release album party. So there's going to be a video on Facebook and YouTube uh, from our Lula World record label. OK, um, so that that's happening. And then there is a bunch of different things uh, that just came out. We just did a tiny desk with Lido Pimienta that just came out yesterday oh, nice. and an album that we don't know exactly when it's dropping out, but an album by Bomba Stereo, which is a very famous Colombian band um, that we did collaboration with them. So that's also out. And I just want people to go listen to the music.
0: Yeah. All right. Sounds That's good. all you can do Oh, know. oh yeah, <laughs> you know what? Where can we find y'all on social media and online and all that stuff?
1: Okan Musica is our website. Okan and music with an A at the end. Okanmusica.com. Okay. And you can find all of our social media and there our and all our music. Our video just came out. i okay. um, excited about that.
0: Okay. And the video is great, by the way. Uh, oh thank you
1: thanks
0: (laughs) alright so yeah that's it and um, I'll be in touch and thank you for doing Art Pays Me
1: excellent
0: thank you thank you very much thank you so much for listening to the Art Pays Me podcast thank you to Langey Beats for the theme music if you got anything out of this show please rate, review and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at ArtPaysMe.com or at ArtPaysMe on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.